Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Chapter 2 Police Chief O'Malley stormed along the crowded sidewalk like a man in a great hurry. Two aides followed behind him, trying to keep up with the large, thick-necked form. The crowd seemed to part before him, some because they knew of his position, but most because the scowl on O'Malley's face would make anyone think twice before crossing his path. Almost anyone. Twenty yards from O'Malley's destination, a tall, lanky man leaned against a red brick wall. The pleasant smirk on his face said it all. He knew the storm that was coming and had no intention of heading for the hills. O'Malley's shoulders seemed to barrel down just a little at the sight of the man, like a linebacker, as if he intended to ram straight through any attempt to impede his progress. If the lanky man noticed the change in his quarry's posture, he didn't seem terribly impressed. Pushed himself away from the wall and loped forward, matching the police chief's pace with long, easy steps. Chief O'Malley! Jack Peters, Toronto Chronicle, the man said through a smile. I know who you are, Mr. Peters, growled the chief. I have nothing to say to you. You did see the banner article in the paper today, Peters asked, knowing full well what the answer would be. I saw it, Mr. Peters. I saw it and several other much better written articles very much like it. Like yours, the others were rife with factual errors that my office would have been pleased to address had any of you thought to consult us. O'Malley's aides were frantically trying to catch up to deflect Jack Peters' questions. They needn't have bothered. Their boss had things well in hand. I did feel, however, that your article, as befits the paper for which you work, stood out as having the most lurid prose and the most glaring grammatical errors. O'Malley was good at this. He had closed most of the distance to the front drive of the Club Macaw. Only a few more steps and he would be in an area reserved for members and guests. Jack Peters was neither, and O'Malley had given him not one word to print. Peters could see what was coming and quickened his stride. He reached the club's gates just ahead of O'Malley and blocked the chief's advance with a long, thin arm. Come on, O'Malley. Every paper in town is screaming the Red Panda broke up the Sclarelli gang last night. They say the Crown Prosecutor found enough evidence on his desk this morning to lock the whole gang away for 20 years. All I want to know is when you'll admit the Red Panda is working for the public good. A few passers-by had slowed to watch the man talking. O'Malley's hands had clenched into fists when his path was blocked, but they relaxed now, and he smiled, just a little, at the intrepid reporter. He leaned in slightly as if sharing a private joke. Not much call for one-armed newspaper men around here, is there, Jack? Jack Peters drew himself up for a moment and immediately thought better of it. A voice came from behind him. "'Excuse me, sir. Would you kindly not block the entrance?' was a large man in a formal doorman's uniform. The polite manner was clearly an act. Peters held the chief's eye for just a moment. "'Sure,' he said finally. "'Have a nice lunch, Chief O'Malley.' O'Malley sighed. "'My aides will be happy to give you a statement, Mr. Peters.' Peters looked at the pair of officials. They did look pleased." He would learn nothing from these two departmental spokesmen, but it might give him something to print. "'Thanks, Chief,' he said with a wave over his shoulder as he took out his notebook. O'Malley moved past the doorman into the courtyard of the Club Macaw, a gentleman's club for many of the city's elite. O'Malley smiled ruefully. They had made him a member when he became chief of police, mostly at the request of the mayor, who seemed to use the club as a second office and wanted his high officials at his beck and call.' 
O'Malley was no politician. He was a career cop and a good one. If a little stubborn and a great deal stuck in his ways, he led his force as well as he could against the legions of crime in the city. But some days it just didn't pay to get out of bed. He made his way towards the front door. Morning, Chief, sang a voice to his right. O'Malley turned quickly at the sound of the voice, his whole posture changing and his ears already turning a little red. There behind him was a girl in a form-fitting black chauffeur's uniform, casually shining the hood of the most absurdly enormous limousine on the premises. She smiled at him as she worked, going momentarily cross-eyed as she blew away a long curl of red hair that had freed itself from under her cap. It was impossible not to stop and greet Kit Baxter, and O'Malley made no effort to try. "'Good morning, Miss Baxter, and a fine morning it is,' he beamed. The girl glanced skyward. "'It's a little gray,' she countered. "'Is it?' O'Malley seemed genuinely surprised for a moment. "'I mean, yes, it is, but a fine morning.' "'Nonetheless,' the chief recovered, but neither quickly nor well, and the girl tried not to smile at it. "'I expect you're a happy man today. I hear you nabbed the Sclavelli gang.' "'Oh, what's that?' The chief's ears were quite dark red now. Well, uh, well, no, not exactly. Not exactly? I heard the whole gang had been rounded up. Well, yes, <clears throat> Miss Baxter, they have it that. Ah, uh, you're just being modest, aren't you? The girl said in a manner that left the chief not at all sure she wasn't playing with him. Well, of course, my men were on the scene, he said, puffing up just a little in spite of himself. I knew it. I told my ma the cops must have been working with the Red Panda. The... O'Malley sputtered. Working with... Kit turned her back to O'Malley as if she was putting the chamois away. She bit her lip hard to keep from laughing at the chief's discomfort. Uh, we... That is... I... Hello, O'Malley, came a voice from the direction of the club. For the first time ever, O'Malley was relieved to see August Fenwick. Kit Baxter's employer. One of the city's wealthiest young men, Fenwick was a member of the desperately idle rich for whom Chief O'Malley had no patience at all. Given how few problems people like this had, and the disproportionate amount of his time and energy they demanded, it was a small wonder. Fenwick was, as always, immaculately groomed and clothed with a kind of casual elegance which suggested to a working man like O'Malley that getting dressed was probably the greatest effort this specimen would expend all day. O'Malley looked at the young man's face. If Fenwick looked a little tired, O'Malley was sure it was from his well-known activities as a ne'er-do-well. But on this occasion, he had rescued the chief from a line of questioning O'Malley wanted nothing to do with. "'Good morning to you, sir,' O'Malley said with a nod. The young man paused at the door of his limousine, never taking his hands from his pockets as his lovely young chauffeur made her way around the car. "'I say, O'Malley, that was awfully good work in the papers today.' "'Thank you, Fenwick.' O'Malley seemed to be waiting for the other shoe to drop. "'Yes, getting that sort of organized criminal element out of the city gives me real peace of mind.' August Fenwick smiled almost serenely. "'Well, I'm pleased to hear that, sir,' O'Malley said, trying very hard not to show how little that revelation mattered to him. Kit Baxter had reached the door and opened it for her employer. Unlike most servants O'Malley saw around the club macaw, she always spoke freely. "'I was just telling Chief O'Malley how glad I was to see him working with the Red Panda,' she said, with another winning smile at the chief." "'The thing about that is,' began O'Malley before being cut off, "'the Red Panda—oh!' 
Kit, don't be ridiculous, Fenwick scoffed. To think the police force would ally itself with a masked vigilante like that. Thank you, sir, O'Malley breathed his relief. It was short-lived. I've told you before, there's no such thing as the Red Panda. O'Malley was sputtering again. No, uh, no such thing. Of course, Fenwick said, climbing into the car. Perfectly absurd. I recognize, O'Malley, that the police force cannot always fully protect the people of Toronto within the bounds of law. I'm quite sure this red panda is an invention of your own department to shield some cases where your methods are unconventional. People have simply latched on to it. Sells papers, said the man, tapping a copy of the Chronicle under his arm. Chief O'Malley sputtered a little more. Well done, Fenwick called again as his chauffeur shut the door. She made her way to the driver's door and lowered herself in with a wink to the chief that sent his ears back into a deep crimson shade. Chief O'Malley? It was the doorman at his arm. The mayor is waiting. O'Malley sighed. It just got better and better. As the limousine pulled away, Kit Baxter looked back in the mirror. The casual laziness of the figure that had been lolling in the back seat was gone. In its place was an energy like a caged tiger, and eyes that burned with an intensity Chief O'Malley would never have recognized. You're terrible, she said, her eyes lingering in the mirror a little longer than they should have. Me, said August Fenwick, the unmistakable smirk of the red panda spreading across his face. What about you? One day you'll make that man's ears explode. Maybe, if I don't get a better offer, she said with a teasing tone. The red panda chewed the inside of his lip to keep him smiling. Kit Baxter, behave yourself, he scolded. Yes, boss, she said, not meaning it. Where to? To the lair, came the voice from the rear seat. We've got work to do. I'm Jack Ward from the Mutual Audio Network. This week, Canada, England, and the entire Commonwealth mourns the loss of the world's longest-serving queen, Elizabeth II, known throughout the world as Elizabeth the Great. Whether you yourself are a monarchist or a friend of someone from the Commonwealth, please take a moment to consider and respect their loss as she makes her final ride this upcoming week. Thank you.